0: Yes, we all have experienced a lot of changes in today's world. And in particular, there's more stress, there's more demands on your life, there's more decisions you need to make. We're here to guide you through a special advanced coaching program that's opening up for group sessions and one-on-one sessions just by going to apply for eligibility at nickdelgado.com. Apply for the special coaching. Your initial session is absolutely free, and you'll know for sure if this is the right fit for you to achieve how to look great, feel strong, at your ideal body weight. Go to nickdelgado.com right now and please register and please mention that you heard us on this podcast. And when you go to one of our websites that you can link through, we're going to give you some special discounts during the holidays. Please let's get started together and make this the best year of your life.
1: So what I'd be saying is if if uh if y'all don't want to be one of the forty-five percent that a website for the U.S. government says we'll end up with Alzheimer's, Mm. 45% by age 85. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If y'all don't want to be in assisted living and drooling around over here and not being able to recognize people, you gotta start taking care of your health.
0: Let's talk about hormones and, and uh, breast cancer because this, this is an ongoing issue or concern mm-hmm. for women, and rightfully it should be. Um, are there then protective hormones in the same category that you've been able to identify in your tests and in the medical literature?
1: Well, medical literature first identified estriol, which is sometimes mentioned as E3, and in Hollis prescriptions and all the other ladies I work with, I always make sure that there is more of the estriol, which is anti-carcinogenic, than the other two major estrogens, which are estrone and estradiol, and those are pro-carcinogenic, so we want the balance to be appropriate. And By the way, this applies to guys too, there are pro- and anti-carcinogenic forms of testosterone, um, and we want to keep the balance right. Okay. Then there's another one called 2-methoxyestradiol, which actually has been quite well researched and been found to be one that either slows down or in a few cases eliminates a variety of cancers all by itself. And it's an estrogen made by a woman's body, but some women don't make as much as they might. And we can encourage her own body, if she's before menopause, to make more of that one. So let's say a woman has a strong history of breast cancer in her family. One of many things to do is to get her estrogens checked to see if she is balanced. Balance what the away ratios from cancer. are. Yeah, mm-hmm. balanced away from cancer. Um, and if she's not, well, all she got to do is do a little bit of iodine, which brings out more estriol, and use methylated forms of B12 and folate, which contribute to making more methyl estradiol. So not just folic acid, methylfolate. Methylfol. Oh, no folate. Folic acid is not a vitamin. Folic Uh acid is the fully oxidized form of folate. And folic acid is not found in nature. It was put together by letterly laboratories in the 1940s because it had a longer shelf life. Mm -hmm. If something's fully oxidized, well, it can't be oxidized any further, can it? So it can (laughs) sit on the shelf for a long, long time. I see. And very fortunately for letterly, most younger humans can take that folic acid and turn it into folate. But the older we get, the less well we do that. And there's actually a research paper out there showing with people over 60, the higher the folic acid level in the blood, the more cognitive decline they had. Not mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really want to be staying away from that stuff and using only things that are called folate. Or there is one that's a folate, but it's called folinic acid. Mm-hmm. So And that one, by the way, is a prescription folate. It
0: costs a lot of money. Yeah. So you're on the pathway of explaining the, the iodine, the methylfolate, and uh, does when you look at the pathway, the 2-hydroxyestrone, does that connect at all to the 2-methyl... Um, no, that's estrone, and this other is 2-methoxyestradiol, 2 methoxy But
1: there are a number of things a woman can do that cut her risk of breast cancer quite dramatically, and most of these apply to guys with prostate, who are trying to prevent prostate cancer, too. Uh, a lot of things. You mentioned broccoli, cauliflower, brassica vegetables. Those shift the Two sixteen ratio, and that's the two hydroxy estrone, sixteen hydroxy and the ratio between the two can tell you about cancer risk. Yes. Okay, they shifted in a favorable direction, and you have less chance of getting both either breast or prostate cancer if you're eating your broccoli and cauliflowers, and they're called brassic. Particularly because. raw though. Uh, raw sure, is, better? is best. Yes. But oddly enough, research has been done with cooked ones, and they work too. Okay. So, okay. Good. Just not quite as well. But also, besides that. There's vitamin D. Vitamin D is one of the bigger preventers of breast cancer or risk reduction things, and prostate cancer. So there's that. Then, uh, what else? Is there more? Why, yes. There's omega-3 fatty acids. So you eat more fish, you eat more omega-3 fatty acids. That cuts your risk of breast cancer. And then, while we're cutting risk of breast cancer, there's iodine. and uh, Particularly iodine. There's another form called iodide, and that helps too, but iodine... Has been found in culture dishes where there's breast cancer cells and other breast cells you put iodine in there most of the cancer cells die
0: is there any problem with getting too much iodine yes there is so which would be
1: um suppressing your thyroid function okay so in just making that function goes down so if you want to use iodide and you're not working with the doctor go to the store and get the kelp powder and use kelp powder in the salad and um, wherever you'd like to use kelp powder it's mildly salty mm-hmm. and it's awfully hard to overdose on kelp powder you'd have to eat quite a lot of it mm-hmm. and that will supply your extra iodine
0: yeah uh, there's been some suggestion that in uh, japan and cultures that are comfortable with consuming a lot of seaweed mm-hmm. and, and miso which i believe mm-hmm. probably has uh, some of the there's iodine some of the seaweed in there yes. yeah that that they might get on average of ten to fifteen milligrams of uh, iodine. Equivalent. Yeah, that
1: has been suggested, but the best study I've seen has mm-hmm. been on Japanese native diet. Yeah, and it turns out it's around three or four milligrams okay. a day. Okay. Um, now, turns out that there's also research that tells us that for most of us we do have to go to 14, 15 milligrams before we start suppressing the thyroid. Okay. So that part's true, but again. Three four milligrams is plenty,
0: and you'd have to use an awful lot of seaweed even to get to that. Mm-hmm. So there's other protective factors. The the iodine from these natural sources goes to the breast tissue and to the thyroid. So if mm-hmm. there is radioactive uh, iodine in, in mm-hmm. our environment with 500 nuclear reactors, there are concerns and probably ways to reduce the risk and the absorption of some of these uh, more right. harmful nucleotides. Well,
1: uh, as you know, there have been you know, these things
0: Bulletin saying that well everybody
1: should have a bottle of potassium iodide in their home because just in case the nuclear reactor goes you take a bunch of that and it saturates your thyroid gland and so it can't accept the radioactive thyroid so it passes through that's where the theory comes from and by the way it's a good theory it okay. does work now okay. our bodies can discriminate between iodine and iodide no kidding and most of the iodide ends up in the thyroid and the radioactive stuff is iodide but most of the iodine goes to breast tissue, mm. and breast tissue is a storehouse of iodine, not iodide. Mm-hmm. So us guys not having breasts, we don't need quite as much
0: iodine, right. but we do need the iodide. Right. So to looking at each decade of age, um, how young do some of the clients come into you with some hormonal deficiencies or problems? Well, you've probably
1: read that we have records of particularly testosterone, but also estrogen levels from the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And the 1950s, guys' testosterone didn't start to decline usually until they're 60 or older. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing 38-year-old guys with low testosterone. Right. And the same thing for ladies. The average age of menopause has been dropping. And particularly in early menopause, We're seeing women in their late 30s, for gosh sakes. And that was just unheard of years ago. And a lot of that has to do with, I'm sorry, but herbicides, pesticides, toxic chemicals, all that kind of thing, getting into people's systems. Uh, You mentioned at the outset uh, the report from Denmark, organic farmers in their 40s had much better levels of testosterone in their blood than university students in their 20s. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: They were eating all organic for 20 years there. Wow, Mm -hmm. yeah. So when you're looking at uh, optimizing someone who... Uh, maybe more commonly is seeking bioidentical hormones, age 40, age 50, age 60. Mm -hmm. Um, It's never too late to get started, is it? I don't think so.
1: There are some people who say, oh my gosh, you've got to start it within five years of menopause or it won't
0: work. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-uh. That's not what I'm finding in the people I'm working with. What are some of the oldest patients chronologically that you've worked with that you've introduced to uh, Mm -hmm. natural uh, bioidentical hormones? Ladies in their 80s. Really, 80s.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, um, turns out that women always are the majority of people who go to see the doctor. Guys, <laughs> we're strong. We're not sick. We're not going to go to the doctor. <laughs> um, uh, and so, the ladies in their 80s, I'm not surprised in seeing them, and I don't see men coming in at that time. They're just, I'm sorry, they're just. They know they're well and they're
0: not going to see the doctor. Yeah, Yeah. and or they're withering away or they've already passed on. (laughs) Women outlive men, uh, typically, at least uh, in in our culture, don't they? Yeah,
1: darn it. And that's why I really like the UCLA study that showed that if people took as little as a gram a day of vitamin C every day, Uh and that's too little, by the way, but this is what the study was. men could actually look forward to another five or six years of longevity and women, they only got one more year, so it allows us guys to catch up.
0: Very good, <laughs> very good. So do you look at things like uh, plant nitrates and nitric oxide, do you look at uh, the possibility that that's going to improve circulation, vasodilation, oh, erectile function, sleep? Well, yeah.
1: That's another one of the things that's combined in that 24-hour urine test is to check oh. the precursors of, of the nitric oxide they're called nitrates and nitrites. Ah. And they're checked in there, um, and we can tell, well, this person could use a little more help and they'll make more nitric oxide. Now, just so as not to promote one test when there's another, there's those little test strips you can put under your tongue. And if they turn bright pink, you got plenty of nitric oxide. Right. And if they don't turn as bright pink, you could use more precursor to make more nitric oxide. OK, you can do that from diet, or you can use do it from supplements. But there's something unfair about that. It turns bright pink. It's for guys. It's your turn, bright blue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we use the nitric oxide strips similar to the way the NFL does because yeah. they know if their players are maintaining optimum good uh, nitric oxide levels, uh, mm-hmm. if they're getting their greens or certain supplements. You know, we created a product, to Stay Young, that helps the nitrates uh, convert in the saliva to mm-hmm. nitric oxide. So these things are certainly part of a, an overall very potent uh, antioxidant. Uh, improves the immune system. Uh, there's a lot of benefits that people are mostly depleted though if they've never done the 24 urine test for plant nitrates or the little strip test Mm -hmm. so that this is a good way to keep you on track Mm -hmm. Uh, and you find as well for yourself right Uh, Holly do you do you measure yourself once in a while say I got to get on track Eat a little more greens have a little better supplements she's
1: fairly good at eating those things that she should (laughs) I wouldn't say perfect and I'm not perfect either right
0: she's fairly good at it good Uh good Mm So, Holly, how do you influence Jonathan to stay on track and, and uh, be the man that he is? I mean, I see him at all the public lectures. He's teaching doctors. He's enthusiastic and motivated, reading, research. What? Are you ever going to retire? What are you doing with this man?
2: How are you keeping him motivated? He's, he's never going to retire. He says that he loves what he's doing. Yeah. He says he has so much fun. He says, retire to what? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. so yeah. Well, I just, I'm there just helping whatever needs to be done. You know, things that he doesn't like, I do. Yes. You know, since he, I don't like that he does. So we're very good team. We uh, motivated each other. So we all. Also, we both have uh, uh, extremely passion in this field because he had lost his son when he when his son was born spina bifida, uh-huh. and I had lost my. Uh, Brother he had leukemia because died of uh, chemotherapy when he was only 28 years old Uh So we don't want other people to have to go through what we've gone through So
0: So having the five children um, like with many family networks? Do some of the, the offspring, and I, I assume some grandchildren too, do some of them fall a little better and some of them aren't quite on track yet? Is well, that, that was kind of
1: fun. Um, our kids had to leave home. And when you have to leave home, you got to become independent. And part of becoming independent is not doing what your parents tell you to do. <laughs> and that's the only way we all left home. Excuse yeah. me, we did it to our parents, everybody does it to their parents. Yeah. Okay, so here they are um, eating the usual amount of junk food that young people usually eat, mm-hmm. but as soon as the two oldest—not at the same time, but the two oldest got pregnant, bang! They're organic fanatics, just like that. <laughs> and I didn't have to say a word. Wow! Yeah, just as soon as they knew they were pregnant, uh, they're about two years apart and got pregnant at different times, obviously. Um, no more problems. I didn't have to worry about anybody's diet, yeah. and then they stay in touch when the kids have health problems,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the husbands of these two uh, women, he happens to have type 1 diabetes, which almost always involves gluten sensitivity. Mm -hmm. So when his kids started to develop uh, their little white spots called vitiligo when they were in their early teens,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: check them for gluten sensitivity. They called, I told them check, they're gluten sensitive. They went off the gluten and the vitiligo went away. So basically, they did the the necessary rebellion to leave home. And then, the son. It took him till thirty to switch back to because he started developing a couple of health
0: problems. Sure.
1: But okay, so have fun while you're younger. Mm-hmm.
0: Are they close to that place where maybe bioidentical hormones are going to be necessary, or um, they're, they're not quite? To- only one will be there, and it'll it'll still be at least four or five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If, if you're wanting uh, people to get a message that quality of life, uh, some of these things aren't covered by insurance, but what are we looking at with quality of life and uh, maybe reducing the burden on the healthcare system?
1: Okay. Health insurance is taking care of yourself. That's the only way you can ensure health. Yeah. Health insurance is eating organic. That policy over there should be for when you run down by a truck and you're going to have enormous expenses. It shouldn't be for taking care of day-to-day health that you do yourself. Yeah. Health insurance is doing the interval training. Health insurance is taking your vitamin C and D. That is health insurance. It insures health. And I know I get obnoxious about that because this other stuff over here isn't health insurance. Right. It is simply a way of raising money in case you don't take care of yourself. That's not health insurance. Right.
0: Right. So Holly, what would you say to the women out there who um, are a- avoiding hormone replacement? Uh, maybe they haven't been educated. What, what would you share with them about the importance of, of at least getting evaluated and learning more about what this, this whole odyssey of, of bioidentical hormones and natural approach?
2: Well, a lot of women, they don't know there's such things. Even like me, when I was an RN, when I met him, mm-hmm. I said, what kind of doctor are you? He says, Bio, nutritional biochemistry. I said, what is that? I said, I was a nurse. All I know is working in the hospital and pushing pills, you know. So they do not know. They need to educate themselves. And, and if they if they don't, they will never know. They will always they get so accustomed to the mainstream doctors. So they think that it's the only way right mm-hmm. so they can read They can read books like suzanne's book they can uh, you know watch your what you're doing it's a very very good way mm-hmm. for them to open their eyes and have uh, open-minded and then find out it's so like like Jonathan says uh that's uh health insurance
0: mm-hmm. so so dr jonathan wright i mean looking at maybe the 15 leading causes of death and i know there's been some analysis on this and looking at uh, maybe even some of the a to z disease conditions i don't know of one of them that doesn't somehow directly or indirectly uh, possibly improve or benefit uh, particularly if you're doing some delayed food allergy testing some Mm -hmm hormone testing, mm-hmm. some evaluations, and someone who's as expert as you in identifying people uh, of deficiency symptoms or mm-hmm. conditions, because some, some of these things take years of time. I mean, maybe the first patients you saw didn't get the kind of benefit they may now have that these years of experience. So you We learned something. I think, I think Harvard taught you everything except for real-life experiences. So what, what would you say to people out there to uh, let them know that... Uh, it, it, it's something that uh, we all need. We all need to to set as you know, a rule. What I'd be saying
1: is if, if, uh, if y'all don't want to be one of the 45% that a website for the U.S. government says will end up with Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. 45% by age 85?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: If y'all don't want to be in assisted living and drooling around over here and not being able to recognize people... You've got to start taking care of your health as soon as you find out you've got to start t- taking care of your health because no health insurance policy is going to keep us away from Alzheimer's. I should say, nothing that is currently identified as a health insurance policy is going to keep us away from Alzheimer's, but we can keep ourselves out of there so we can live to whatever our genetic program is in a much more healthy fashion. And we can spend our money on other things than assisted living. Mm -hmm. Who wants to spend all their money on assisted living? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very,
0: very doable. So, um, give out your website and a way for people to contact you. And and let's uh, make sure our our viewing audience gets a chance to experience uh, your wealth of knowledge and your combined work. Hmm.
1: And... Her holding it all together so I can focus on the <laughs> medical part yeah it's our clinic is Tahoma clinic and that's t-a-h-o-m-a clinic.com um, if you click around there you'll find several of the books that I've either authored or co-authored and considering what we've been talking about today uh, there's a book that I didn't title I apologize but the, uh, the publisher to, entitled it Stay Young and Sexy with bioidentical Hormones. I love that book. Because they wanted to sell the books, of course. Very good book. And so Dr. Mm-hmm. Leonard, who's a wonderful science writer and co-authored it with me, he insisted we put the science explained after that so mm-hmm. people would know that it wasn't just a lot of hype. And yeah. um, Of course, we tried to explain it in English on Scientist, but there's that book on bioidentical hormone replacement. And there's also... Um, A chapter for men, I should say. Mm -hmm. So there's the website, and I do a newsletter. And one can click on the link to that at the website, too. Uh, Having said that, I also have to give all kinds of credit to Suzanne Somers. Mm -hmm. She has done more to publicize bioidentical hormones than I ever could have in a couple of lifetimes. (laughs) Uh, And please... Consider looking at her books, folks, because they don't just focus on biochemical hormones, they focus on all kinds of other things that help us to uh, stay healthy and well and are part of our
0: health insurance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I... I was director of Nathan Pritikin programs and worked with Tony Robbins and Mm -hmm. learned the power of the mind and then trained with some of the top fitness professionals and so you know I have a a book coming out, Annihilate Acne Now Naturally, (laughs) and uh, another book that's uh, the base book called Simply Healthy, which is a Mm -hmm. compilation of about 350 recipes of whole natural foods and you know Mm -hmm. getting back to you know uh, local uh, culture uh, recipes. And I I think that, you know, it's a matter of bringing together the people who are of like mind and then drawing the tribe together, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people out there that may be skeptical, maybe they've heard someone has tried it and it didn't work, or they've never had anyone in their sphere uh, that... That has any knowledge about this type of an approach. But it, it's it's a breath of fresh air, you know, because it always takes someone out there. For me, it was Nathan Critikin that inspired me, and then the fitness people and the, and the mm-hmm. power of the mind people like Tony Robbins. But, you know, uh, when I come to the medical conferences, I, I'm amazed how many new doctors are drawn to mm-hmm. learn about this and to study under you and with Dr. Ron Rothenberg and Dr. Hertog. And, mm-hmm. and so, it, it, it's a good time. It's a good time in life. And, and the Internet is great for getting information out. So mm. uh, thank you for sharing your message and mm, taking this time. Thank you for us. And Holly, it's been wonderful. Uh, I think we've got a lot, a lot of work ahead of us, but uh, it's all play, too. It's a lot of fun helping people.
2: Thank yep. you for getting the words out and keep up your good work. Thank you.
0: Yes, the holidays are upon us, and we have some incredible specials coming up for Black Friday. And meanwhile, because you're one of our dedicated podcast listeners, you have an opportunity to use the code from Nick. Go to our website, Estrablock.com. Use that code at checkout, and you'll get an additional ten percent off the incredible discounts that are coming out now at Estrablock.com for Black Friday. Get in early on these special discounts. While they last, go to esterblock.com and just use the code at checkout from Nick and you'll get an added 10% off the already incredible discounts that we are offering for this incredible holiday specials.